At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington for 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor, and with me tonight is Embers in Umbra. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves? Go around, maybe say hello. Sure, I'm Bree Lucas. I'm the singer. I'm Matt. I play guitar. I'm Anthony. I play drums. I also do a lot of the mixing and mastering for our tracks. Excellent. And we've got one more. You do have to step up to the mic, otherwise we won't hurt you. I'm Jason, and I play bass. <laughs> nice to meet you all. Uh, we like kicking it off with a song. So what have you got for us? Okay, this first song is called Scratch the Surface. <laughs>
All right, Ember's number there with Scratch the Surface. All right, so you guys all created this band in 2022. You're a fairly new band, uh, but you've known at least three of you have known each other since childhood. So why was now the right time to get together? And what was the spark that started this project? So uh, I guess I'm the one that initially reached out to Anthony. Um, the three of us, Matt, Anthony, and myself, went to high school together, middle school. Um, we didn't really know each other much, but we were friends on Facebook. And um, I, uh, for a day job, work for a creative company. And sometimes we need um, to work with talent for creating music beds for commercial projects. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that. Matt and Anthony did some work like that. So I had reached out to both of them at one point and just asked if they had any interest in doing work like that. Um, and then I think, I don't know, I just reached a point where I've had terrible stage fright my, my whole life. Um, and that really kept me from doing what I wanted to do, which was sing. And I, you know, reached that age that some of us do sometimes where we're like, you know what, what am I waiting for? Um, if I don't do it now, I never will. And I wanted to be able to look back and, and say that I did it. So I reached out to Anthony and asked him about maybe working on one song together and kind of just snowballed from there. I see. So this was kind of, your, uh, Brie, it was kind of your impetus. You kind of did put the band together. And this is your first band then from the sounds of it. Yeah, I, I had been in bands a couple of times that were really not, we never played um, live, um, just, you know, like, garage bands basically mm -hmm. um and they didn't really last very long so this is what i would call my first real band <laughs> all right and the rest of you um uh matt you've already kind of mentioned that you you were in uh, uh jesse taylor's band yeah i was with her for like four years maybe four years yeah. um do you do you play in any other bands at the moment as well or is this kind of your Just main this. project yeah, yeah yeah Just this band right now yeah yeah yeah. And so has this been the focus for everyone for the last two years or a few people got fingers in other pies or is, or is we everyone? We really just started making music in February maybe as, as a trio and then Jay joined us in was it May? May. So we're still pretty new um, uh, but yeah, I don't know, just kind of snowballed. We started writing um Anthony and I wrote a song together. Well, he wrote the song, and I just put lyrics to it. And then Matt sent a song to me, the one that we just performed, Scratch the Surface, and was like, hey, do you want to try putting some lyrics to this? Um, and I did that in a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, me and Tony, so we've been writing music together for like... What do you think? Six years? Six years, yeah. So he used to live in Saranac Saratoga, and we went to high school together, too. And we would I would send him... Uh, guitar tracks and bass and then send it to him he would lay down drums mix it keys everything and we've been writing songs together for yeah for a long time just it's hard to find a singer it's hard to find a good singer it's find, hard to find it's a lot of variables you know you have to have the right schedule you gotta have to really go anywhere with it you know so since it's formed and like kind of really formed in February have you noticed the way that you've write is now different because you're writing for kind of Bree's voice and her style. Uh, and then kind of Bree, same kind of question, actually. Are you now lyrically writing for the band that you have? And is that any different from the music that you've written previously? I'll let you go first. Um, 
Yeah, I think that uh, we just all decided on a, a direction we wanted to go in, like a style. And then um, once we all kind of said, all right, let's, let's go this way, it made it a lot easier for me to write melodies or riffs that were that style or genre. Um, we've basically been writing the same way as me and Tony have always done it. It's just more efficient for everybody because we can kind of like all from our own separate worlds, create the song, you know, I'll send things out and see if I get reactions. And then from there, it might move on to the next phase, which is Tony mixing it, making drums and seems to work. Is it pretty brutal uh, to get it past that phase? Are you guys uh, I'm, I'm very critical? Lazy, so I'm, I'm kind of like, I just send a ton of tracks or uh, stems to Tony and just be like, here you go. <laughs> and then, I chop it up, structure it. And then, yeah, he makes it. Then we'll send it to Brew and like, what do you think? And then she'll, maybe she'll be like, oh, I'll add two more bars to the verse or, you know. Yeah, kind of tell us what she thinks. Or, or if we hear... Maybe at a, she sends us what she's going to do. Hmm. It might help us dictate, like, all right, let's take this out and just do that way. That'll or sound... after she sings, I'll change my drums to kind of match the vocals in certain spots. Yeah. So it's kind of like a we're all remote when we do it. Okay. We're not recording in the same spot. Matt records to a click, sends it to me. I record the drums and re-records at home, sends me her vocal tracks. And then Jay's been coming over and recording drums in the studio. Bass. Mm-hmm. Drums too, huh? Yeah, it sounds very collaborative. And Brie, how, uh, kind of that question back to you, uh, did you write prior to this band? I did. I've been writing songs for, since I can remember really, I mean, I was probably in middle school when I started, but um, those would be very embarrassing to me now. <laughs> Um, I don't play any instruments, so, you know, I would have a melody in my head, but not really be able to convey that to anybody. And um, I think with these guys, I've worked with other people before to try and make music, and I've never found that I could turn something that I had in my head into a real song, like what I was envisioning. Um, And it's been really easy with them. I don't think we would actually be a band without these two, because they kind of took me under their wing and I don't, I don't know a whole lot. Um, so I'm an, I'm a newbie for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's come very naturally in a way. I think, I don't know, it just seems to click. How did you guys decide on the direction of the genre? I mean, pop rock, it's, it's a genre that doesn't really ever go out of style or hasn't really since the 1990s. Uh, how did you guys go like, all right, that's, that's the sound that we're going to go for. It's fun to play. Like I think the last band we were in was more like kind of toolish rock. Yeah, like progressive. It's more slow, like but this is more upbeat. It's just it's more energetic. It's a lot more fun. That when I was playing drums, I like all the drums I would practice to were like Paramore songs. And, um, so when Bree came, we started I tried doing covers of those, and that just kind of she was so good at doing the covers that kind of helped push it along. And right, it seemed it's, like the best fit for us. It was a natural fit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking Paramore after that first first track. Um, I listened to a few of your live, tra- uh, sorry, your your recorded tracks um, earlier today, and I will say it does sound fairly different your live version to the recorded version. Is that something? It's like a conscious choice, or are you trying to marry those two together as you continue to record? Because you've only got a few singles out so far. Is this something that you're you're looking to try and do, or is this something you're looking to try and change? So the first few songs were written as there would be two guitar players. Mm. So that's a big part. Like most of the songs, the rhythm, 
uh, the chorus, everything has lead behind it. So that's like missing. The last three songs, I think I kind of held back on doing that, just being conscious of what our live sound was and uh, not being able to, you know, mimic with what we have. If we had another player, we'd be able to, you know, be a lot closer. But I see. That's yeah. kind of the struggle. I also yeah. add a lot of violin backing tracks to the track. Like, and you don't have that live. Right. That would be nice to have a keyboardist or somebody yeah. who can play those synths. I guess I say that because it sounds, at least live, a lot rockier. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a lot poppier on the on the recorded songs, uh, and obviously, you know, it's been mastered, and you've all got your time to lay your tracks down. Whereas here, you know, big drums, big guitar, your voice is super powerful, and um, yeah, it's it seems like the sort of band that's kind of made for a live audience. Have you kind of gone in that direction yet? Have you have you played many live gigs? Trying. <laughs> yeah, we've just started. So we've had a couple um, and we have more lined up in 2024. So we're looking forward to that. Um, I think also my voice maybe has evolved slightly since we started because I was still sort of figuring out what I could do with my voice. I was used to singing at home in my kitchen. And so I never really tried to belt. And um, and we're really loud at practice. So, yeah. <laughs> so I really to. had to belt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think we're naturally sort of evolving a little bit are you uh is what does that uh evolution of your voice look like are you kind of sitting down and practicing on a regular basis uh are you taking any courses or is this kind of like okay literally i need to sing loudly during practice and therefore now i'm gonna have to learn how to sing loudly i think part of it was i need to be able to project um over these guys <laughs> yeah um so it started with that and then you know i started writing songs where i was trying to hit higher notes and just like belt a little bit more and um we really liked that and so just practicing really a lot of practice um to work up my ability to be able to hit some of those notes i probably couldn't have four five months ago i guess it's a muscle like any other Right. <laughs> and you just have to train it up. I can imagine the first few practices, you probably came next morning, just couldn't talk at all. And I'm sure it's probably changed a little bit uh, yeah. recently. Um, well, we'd love to hear another song. So what have you got for us? Okay. First Love? Yes, this next song is called First Love. I hit, I turned that, hit that mute button. I don't know.
right, first love there by Embers in Umbra. That one was a little bit more punk, uh, very much at the beginning. Yes. Do you do you find your the 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 genre you play Dusk is kind of malleable a little bit? You maybe punk, pop punk, pop rock. Yes, yeah, I would say that's probably true. We're we're sort of a mix between punk, pop, punk rock. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like between pop rock and or, and uh, rock pop. You know. Yeah. Um. We don't want to fit in a box. <laughs> Bree, is, is there any particular genre that you specifically like singing? Is there, I mean, especially like pop punk. I mean, I feel like we're all about the same age here. It's very, <laughs> very much my teenage years, Blink-182, some 41 and stuff. I can imagine that's a lot of fun to play, but you might be more of the paramore, paramore kind of bent, especially with the kind of voice you've got. So is there mm -hmm. a particular genre that you like to try and emulate? Yes. I mean, I probably listen to, I listen to a lot of rock pop um, and Paramore. Matt and I kind of quickly found out in communicating that we were both huge fans of Paramore. Um, and when I would just sing in my kitchen, like that was usually what I was singing to. So, which is why you'll find that we do Paramore covers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I think we're up to three. We have a few, yeah. Four counting... The only exception? Yeah. We can do a Paramore cover show if you really need to. <laughs> <laughs> In a pinch. Um, and what do you most like kind of writing about? Because uh, you're the lyricist of the band, right? So it's yes. it's kind of your thoughts are being are being enunciated at the very least. So what is it that you yeah you like to write about? So far, you know, I write about a lot of life experiences, just... Um, sort of different phases of my life and experiences. Um, a few of them have been about, I, I like to jokingly refer to it as the ghost of Christmas past because it's like long ago relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but I also write about, um, like I, we just came out with a song today um, called One More Day and it's about substance abuse, which was a, a subject that touched my life personally. So, mm. um, you know, I think it, I just kind of write whatever I, I'm feeling in the moment and weave it together. <laughs> Does it stay, because I'll forgive me, but I, I can't make out each individual lyric while you play in front of me because obviously it's very loud. Um, do you remain in kind of the abstract when you, when you write or is it quite specific and you kind of know due to the fact you've got a very loud noise behind you, it might not be something that people are maybe picking out the individual words or the individual stories until you feel a bit more comfortable to be able to kind of really spell it out? Or do you kind of stay more abstract? I don't really think about it in that terms, I guess. I mean, I, I, I'm a writer at heart. I went to school to be an English major and then I changed into PR and my whole career has been focused on writing and um, creative writing. And I, I, I'm more about a telling a story mm. um and i think these guys kind of quickly joke with me like i have a a way of you know start middle end um sometimes i speak in metaphors and sometimes i'm pretty straight on i don't really worry too much about what other people can pick up and i i mean sometimes there's a there's a story that i could share with people but i think if if other people hear something and it resonates with them whatever it is that's resonating, like that means something to them. So I don't necessarily want to create the story for them. Okay, yeah. 
And it's always good when people kind of connect with the music on a level that you maybe don't expect and you don't really, yeah, I guess you don't want to pigeonhole yeah. that song into some yeah. thing so people can't really have that experience. There have been a couple of songs that I've written where people have written me and asked me, do you write this about this or about this? And I'm like, no. Is that about me? Um. And so you guys said you've you've not done too many live performances yet. So we're very blessed to have you in the studio. I, I'd consider this a live performance. Um, have you played in front of a, you know, not random audience, but have you played in front of an audience, like say in a bar or a, a, a venue yet? Yes, um, we have done a couple of open mics, which we just uh, did a couple times to sort of get a feel for it. Um, we played the A Dog Fest this, mm-hmm. this past year, um, and. What am I going to say? The Venetian. Oh, we played um, a Halloween show at the Venetian. Um, an acoustic show, yeah, actually. Oh, so. wow. That must have been quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was about as close as you could get to electric with acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine so. And how, you said you, you've traditionally had stage fright. Yes. So what was that first experience like for you kind of getting up on stage, singing your own songs with this band behind you? Can you tell us a little bit about that that night for yourself? Yeah, well, I, I have anxiety. <laughs> um, I get very, very nervous and I, I, I don't know, keep waiting for it to feel like old hat, but I don't know if it ever will. And maybe that's just how it is for some people. Um, yeah, I get like a dry mouth and I get really nervous, but I'm really glad to have these guys because it does make me feel more comfortable having them behind me and supporting me. I know that they believe in me, so that's helpful um, to sort of help get me out of that mindset. And also I want to do a good job for them. So <laughs> <laughs> She sang in front of a sold out crowd at Higher Ground. Yeah. No, wow, I that's did, yeah. that's a lot of people. Yeah. There was a band, um, the Warped Tour band, which is a, um, a cover band, came up from Long Island, and they had me do a couple of guest songs with them, Paramore. <laughs> um, so that was a cool experience. It's terrifying, um, but it was also amazing. So. How did that come about? That's that's really interesting. This guy, yeah. Out to them, <laughs> they had a. Um, whenever they play, if they different shows, they have like sometimes we'll have guest singers come up and. So I reached out and was like, you should have Bree uh, sing a couple Paramore songs. And I sent them some stuff and then I put them in contact with Bree and yeah. Wow. That must have been an incredible experience. And I'm sure very anxiety inducing. But Yeah, I was very tempted to say no. And then I was like, this is a door, Bree. It goes through the door. <laughs> so I'm imagining like once you get going though, does uh, something take over you and you kind of just in that moment and you can just, just be there and very present and not so anxious anymore? Or are you by the end of it still also, you know, white knuckling the whole thing? Yeah, there's there's a moment I feel like where I just sort of zone out and I, I kind of liken it to blacking out a little. I don't completely black out. <laughs> but, you know, I don't really remember all the minutia of performing at the end. Um but I just, so I allow myself to get lost in it a little bit, and that's kind of nice. Um, it's harder when you can see everybody's faces. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, the kind of black it. mass of the crowd makes it a that, lot easier. That is yeah. easier, yeah, because you can't see, you know, if somebody doesn't like you or if they're talking bad about you or whatever. You're like, I, as far as I know, you're not even here, so I'm just going to go. <laughs> 
I would say, especially like higher ground, it's like everyone is there to go watch you. Whereas if you're in a bar, there is obviously. Uh, I was at a gig last night actually, and it was very qui- the 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 band are very quiet, and uh, there was a bunch of like youngsters in because it was honky tonk night afterwards, and uh, you know they're all talking and stuff, which I don't blame them for doing, but I can imagine as an artist that's actually really annoying because you're trying to you know perform your art. And, you know, people not paying attention, whereas it, like somewhere like higher ground, I can imagine it's a lot easier. But do you have a lot of experience in this kind of thing? Because you've been playing for a long time. So, uh, yeah, how, how do you feel about playing in like bars and whatnot in that kind of experience? I mean, as long as they're paying a cover, yeah, whatever. <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> have a drink. Total pro here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played the drums on the other band, so I kind of just got to hide in the back. Yeah. Very nice. Except for loading in and loading out and having to love the drums around. Right. I don't miss that. That's, that's the one negative. Although you'd expect the rest of your band to help, but you know, yeah. that's, that's, I'd expect that. you'd expect that. I every time you say, Alright, well, we'd love to hear another song, so what have you got? Okay. Uh, the next song is called Ladders. <laughs> Lost control. Fix the tuning. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to be ready for you, man. <laughs> I lost control of everything that matters in the distance. I saw a world that shattered, but I. As long as I could stand it, I couldn't see
Ladders by Embers in Umbra. So you guys first got your the singles out this last March. So um, you did say that you only really started being a band since February. So that was very, very quick to, <laughs> to start in February, get singles out. And it was more than one single as that, wasn't it? Uh, it's like two or three singles. Um, we did come out with a few like right back to back, I think. Yeah. 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 So uh, why and how did that happen so quickly? Why were you like, all right, we're together as a band, let's let's pump out singles, boom. Well, probably the first song, Ladders, that we did started before then, really, because Anthony and I did a version of it that's very different from what you just heard. <laughs> um, and then we were just messing around, I think, before we even like really established ourselves as like saying we were a band to make the song a little bit punkier. Um, we loved it, and so we just recorded that super quick. Scratch the Surface started before we were a band as well, and I wrote the lyrics and recorded that rough that day. Hmm. So we, we did kind of move pretty quickly, I think. And then First Love was the first one that I think... That one took a while. <laughs> I feel like that one took a while. We had a lot of um, edits on that one, but... But that the was other like the first one as a band, I feel like that. We yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, when we, yeah, we official kind of said, like, let's really do this. So, yeah, you got those singles out real quickly. Um, was and is there a plan to kind of get the full album out? I think you've got six singles now. I mean, basically two-thirds away there. Some albums are <laughs> only about nine or ten songs. So what's what's the thoughts on actually kind of getting into the studio and creating a full full album? Yeah, I mean, I think we are headed that way. Um, we have another song that we started writing, um, we're already working on um, in the studio. So we have another one coming out hopefully soon. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think we're just, we're sort of writing organically, but I think that goal is to have an album. And is it going to be just the case of getting all the singles that you've released and sticking that all in one album? Or are you going to maybe leave a few of those singles off and maybe create, uh, I wouldn't say a concept album, but uh, songs at least thematically kind of hit, fit together? Um, and that might not be the singles that you've released already. That might be new songs. Yeah. Well, what's the vision for the album, I guess, is the question I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Well, um, I you know we, we haven't come out with an official name for it, but there is sort of a vision of it just, as I sort of mentioned earlier, it's, you know, the songs are all speaking to like phases of my life. Mm. And so um, I think that's sort of the theme of it. And all the songs will sort of fit into that in some way. It's a big theme. <laughs> so it's easy to fit into. Yeah. So anything you write, basically, can probably You know, I mean, if mark. this is going to be the only album I ever make, I want it to be reflective of my life, and so... Yeah. Um, and so have you got kind of a timeline on this, or are you trying not to rush yourselves, and just when it happens, it happens? I mean, we... Yeah, we're not trying to rush it, necessarily. Um, I mean, I don't know. We haven't really set a, a timeline to it. Um, we all have you know, families and home lives and jobs to balance um, sometimes multiple jobs <laughs> um, with this. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to make the time for it and that's not always easy, but. Yeah. yeah, well, you guys have kind of got off the mark real quickly with so many singles. So I'm sure the album will be coming soon enough. 
And you mentioned that you uh, you've got a few more gigs lined up for 2024. So where what is the vision? I guess for 2024, where are you playing? And where <laughs> sounds like an interview question. Uh, where do you see yourselves in a year? <laughs> <laughs> so our our shows we have uh, the Matterhorn in Stowe, and that'll be uh, uh, the weekend before President's Day weekend, February 10th. Yeah, um, and then we're playing Nectars uh, with. Working Man's Army, uh, they do a Working Man Wednesday once, uh, like the first Wednesday of the month, where uh, Ian has like five local bands play a show there, and it's kind of just a way to kind of get like the locals a mm-hmm. gig at Nectar's. And then uh, the Underground in Rutland, uh, Vincent's birthday is in May or April, and uh, I believe he's throwing a show for that, and we're going to be playing that as of now, unless it that falls through. Um yeah, um, I've been talking with the guys at Radio Bean trying to get something lined up there. But uh, it's hard when you're new because a lot of places you haven't played yet. So, you know, and it's been a few years since I was playing with Jesse. So a lot of people that were booking two years ago aren't booking now. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's a constant. Yeah, <laughs> you, have to, it's, you, have to pers- you have to be persistent, yeah. I guess. I have noticed that you guys got all the social medias up and running, bar Spotify, actually, but that might be so, a so look, that's moral yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, you know, with the next song we release, maybe that will be released as an album, maybe we'll add one more, but the goal is to uh, have all those be released on Spotify and then everything will be on there. And Do you feel as a band you have to be on everything? I mean, it's... Spotify is important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, I saw you on TikTok, you got Instagram, obviously got Facebook for all the, you're, I'm assuming your parents need to find out what's going <laughs> on with you guys. So we lucked out because that's what Bree does. <laughs> oh, okay. So she just... Among other things, but yes, yeah. I do I do manage social media accounts, so... It's very easy. Okay, <laughs> so this is like an afternoon's work for you. It's basically I mean, it's not, so it's not, it's not uh, simple. It is. It can be time consuming, especially because what people want to consume are short videos and videos are the most time consuming thing to create mm-hmm. and plan and, um, edit. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky, it's like, you have to be there. I, I that's sort of how I see it. It's, you have to be there or you're, you're not. <laughs> um, but it's not always fruitful, I think, and especially for a new band just getting people to you're in the trenches take a yeah. second to you know you're lucky if you get three seconds of their time um and if you don't sell them in three seconds they might not follow or like you and i don't even sing in the first three seconds usually <laughs> um so it's it's a really tricky place to be but you have to be there so you you know we just we do it and hopefully we build a community there yeah, and I'm sure as long as you keep being persistent, uh, half the battle is just showing up and, and being there. So um, yeah, I'm sure if you keep on doing that work, that you'll you'll gain traction. Um, well, we got time for about one more song. So what are you going to play us out with? Okay, um, this last song is called "Clean Break." <laughs> Feeling overwhelming I'm used to sitting back and watching 
Members and Umbra, big noise to players out there, clean break. Thank you guys so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, before I let you go, how do people find you? How do people follow you? Uh, you can find us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, uh, embersandumbra.com. Uh, we are on Reverb Nation where you can download our songs. And what am I missing? I think that's it. YouTube, yes. <laughs> we have some stuff on YouTube that um, you won't find in other places, like acoustic covers and that stuff. Nice. And live, yeah, some live shows. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Best of luck to you. Big 2024 coming up. Yeah, so thank you for having us. Thank you. Love to see more of you. Um, well, that's all we've got time for tonight. Catch us not next week, Bob. Taking the first Wednesdays off. We're taking the first Wednesdays of the month off. And so we're going to have Fern Maddie come in on the 13th of December. Uh, so catch us then. That should be a great show. Uh, but for now, this has been WOMMLP operating out Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. It's been The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Nice.